Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, I interview Dave Ritchie, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber head coach and newly inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Take a listen to our chat on the podcast. Last week, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame announced its class of 2022 and one of the men with Winnipeg connections to get the call to the hall, Dave Ritchie. Coach for 22 seasons, five of them as a head coach in Winnipeg, also won a great cup as an assistant in Winnipeg in 1990. And he joins us now on the CGOB Sports Show. Dave, congratulations on this honor. Thank you very much. So Thank you very when, did much. You, when did you find out that you were going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame? Oh, about, I want to say about a month and a half ago. Uh, because... The one thing they did tell me was to keep it hush-hush until they got the 20 and 21 class in. And so I kept it hush-hush until then. (laughs) It's a great, great honor, and uh, I'm uh, humbled to accept it, to be very honest. What do you remember about your time in Winnipeg as a coach? Well... I had some awful good players. Uh, Winnipeg was the first place I went to in 90 uh, after I was with the Alouettes earlier uh, in mid-80s. And uh, first year there, we won the uh, Grey Cup. And that wasn't a great honor. We had a great punter in Bobby Cameron. And uh, the very first snap of the game (laughs) went over his head. And I said, oh, my gosh. Here we go. Bobby got it, kicked it all the way down to the goal line. I said, ah, this game's ours. And by the end of the game, I think we had beaten uh, Edmonton, I don't know, 40 to 8 or something like that. And it was quite a quite a feeling because as soon as I uh, got there to Winnipeg, then all of a sudden we're playing for the Grey Cup and uh, – I'll tell you what, if anybody has ever played and won a coach, they won't knows that it's quite a feeling. And uh, if you win it, it's a great feeling for the rest of the year. If you lose it, you try to figure out a way the next time you go to win it. So it's, uh, it's a grand old bowl for the Canadian League, similar to your uh, Super Bowl here in the United States. 50-11, the final score of the 1990 Grey Cup, one of the bigger blowouts in championship game history. You get another one with BC as a head coach a few years later. What was the difference for you uh, between coaching in BC, Montreal, and Winnipeg? What were the different markets like? Well, in BC, uh, when we went to the Grey Cup, uh, our youngsters all had to take on the side of uh, Canadians. So Baltimore played with 42 Americans, and that day they got a surprise because our our 42 players, or whatever number it was, they were all Canadians that day. And uh, of any Grey Cup that I've been associated with, we were not only playing for uh, British Columbia, we were playing for the whole country because it was the first American-Canadian uh, Grey Cup. And uh, we had some great players from Winnipeg on that team. Uh, 
We had some great Americans, but the surprise of it all is we had all Canadian offense and all Canadian defensive line, and uh, we uh, they stuck it to the American team. So that's why I say that that week, God love Canadians because that's where we were, and uh, and I think we held up pretty well for our country at the time and. Uh, for the Grey Cup. To me, it was a very exciting Grey Cup. For you, someone from Massachusetts, how do you end up someone? in the Canadian Football League? And how did you, uh, how did you, or when did you first hear of the CFL growing up in the United States? Oh, about uh, first year, I coached at a military academy after I graduated from university. I even thought about Canada because I used to drive by it all the time, going to up east to see my mother and father and uh, our family, and we'd drive by Canada, and I would say, over there is the Canadians to the children, and I didn't know what I was talking about. And then I got to Canada and found out they're very nice people, very into their sports, and uh, and. and in fact, the uh, first person I met was Wally Buono. And uh, well, we became great friends. And uh, kind of during the seasons, the, the games always <laughs> were very interesting. Because uh, in coaching, you probably don't have any friends until the end of the season. And after that, things are kind of the way they are. You might win one, you might lose one, you might lose two, you might win two. Who knows? But at the end of the end of it all, you're still friends. How many people from your CFL journey do you still keep in touch with? Well, I'll tell you what, since this thing broke in the uh, newspaper or in Canada, I think every player that I ever had uh, has called me, and uh, and uh, I've had you know quite a bit of reunion with them, and then there may be guys like James West and Harold Nash and some of the other fellas that played Tommy Europe um, and Les Brown. Uh, I could keep going for a week and a half, but they've all called. And, uh, you know, the best thing to me was that coaches coach, players played. And when the players played, then I don't think there was a team that could beat us. And I always used to say, I'll get out of your way, fellas. You take over. It's your ball club. You do it. And uh, I've had... Uh, great success doing that. And, and in the pros, they know what you're talking about. Because if you win, you make a little more money. And uh, and I think that's the thing that drives Lisa's uh, Canadian football player. Keep going to the end. And by that time, you've, you've uh, got enough money to take your wife on a vacation. 
after you retired from coaching, did you keep watching the CFL? And is there a specific team you cheer for? Because you have connections to a few teams, or are you just watching football for the sake of football? Well, I've watched Winnipeg the last two weeks. Or is it three weeks? Three and zip or two and zip. Whatever it is. Yeah, so I've watched them. Um, The head coach at, at several other places, Montreal, Ottawa, they've either played for me or coached for me. And so I have a great interest in them. And uh, in Winnipeg, I, I think they've done a great job the last – they did something that we couldn't get done. They, they've got three in a row. And I think that's uh, a credit to Mike and his staff and the players. And also, I keep reminding them, the quarterbacks from the University of Cincinnati. So Danny Danny Barrett, who played for me too, is a Cincinnati grad. So we, we kind of keep things, when we talk, you know, Cincinnati forever. So I just keep hoping that Zach will just keep playing. So like he has been playing, and their defense has been super. Richie does a great job with their defense. So, uh, you know, they, they've won their last few games, it seems like, at the uh, end of the ball game. So that's a sign of a winner because the more you win then, it's great for you and very discouraging to your opponent. So uh, I just hope it keep, you know that they keep going. Everyone in the city hopes so too, Dave. Uh, I'll get you out of here on this question. When you started coaching back in the day, did you picture that your whole life would be football, that you'd stick in coaching for decades? Well, I went to university, and my freshman weren't eligible. So the next three years, I played and so on and so on. And then my fifth year, I started helping coach uh, at, at University of Cincinnati, I, I called myself a gopher. You know, they wanted me to go for this, go for that, and go for everything. But I, I worked with some very fine men. And being a 21-year-old youngster, uh, I, that's when I decided that I, I would uh, coach. And I have taken my wife to, I think, four or five countries. And... Uh, She's always been part of it because she gives cookies to guys that play for us. And uh, sometimes they went to other teams. And I used to give them the cookies, and I tried to put arsenic in them, but uh, my wife wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> so anyway, we we probably had – she's probably made cookies for probably hundreds and hundreds of players. And so I've always stayed close to all of them. Yeah, and, you know, the people that used to do the games and things in Toronto, would, uh, they, would, they would send an order <laughs> for cookies. So when I went in there, I had to take a bunch of cookies. Well, anyway, that's just off the beaten path a little bit. But I really enjoyed my time in Canada. Yeah, gave, gave me a chance to do the thing I loved, and that was coach football. And uh, for 10 and a half years or so, I was a head coach, and that gave me something to do, too, because I used to 
love the uh, intermingling with the players. And, and I'll tell you what, in all my years, not one of them ever crossed the line. So to all the players out there, thank you very much. To all the coaches that coach with me, thank you very much. And uh, I know it couldn't have been done with all their help and everything else uh, because that's what football is all about, teamwork. Dave, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this. Thanks for a great conversation, and congrats again on your induction into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Okay, I'll see you in a month or so, maybe two months. I'll see you then. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m., of course. That is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell, until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this. We try to